0: Hello and welcome back to another podcast Tish the Traveler and yet again I have some great information and if you read the description of the title how do you teach in Japan? Well I am definitely going to release that information to you and definitely if you are interested you can absolutely take the necessary information I'm getting ready to drop here in a second and let you know about many different opportunities that exist in Japan and not only just here but in other countries as well because when I decided that I was ready to teach uh, English overseas I had a and I saw a plenty of opportunities that not only was just in Japan, but China. And it really came down to the wire. I had a choice and between China or Japan, and I chose Japan. Either way, I think both would have been a great experience. So, but anyway, you guys know I'm I chose Japan. So without further ado, I'm ready to get into it and relinquish this information. So what and where and how did I go about the process of teaching overseas and teaching in Japan? Well, first of all, I had always wanted to teach overseas for years. And I wanted, it just took steps in my life to get there. I definitely wanted to get my degree. Now, some countries um, and some culture, it just depends, some do require you to have a degree. Um, And it doesn't really matter. Um, You can have one up to, I think it's up to your associate's degree. Some want your bachelor's, some want your master's with a teaching license. I personally do not have a teaching license. And some programs want you to have your ESL certification. I personally don't. Um, I'm definitely in the process of finishing it. And when I do return back to the States, I definitely will finish it because I'm super close to getting it. But the higher your degree, the higher your um, ESL certification, the more qualified you become to teach English overseas. Now, that is not necessarily the case because the company that I work for, I did not need my ESL um, certification to teach. I just needed a degree. I needed teaching experience and a passport, a valid passport, and I was good to go. So that is what happened. But when I was ready to do so, I went on Indeed.com. I looked on Glassdoor. I typed in a relentless a amount of ESL companies, from all over and a lot of things popped up and I was just applying. Like I applied and applied and applied. And I know I, I do believe, I don't even remember how many I applied to, but I definitely used Indeed to find the company that I um, linked up to that got me the job at the company that I'm currently working for now. So I definitely highly encourage anyone to go to Indeed, Glassdoor, Um, and just oh and Gaia Jean Pot Um, I got it I'm going to link in the description and hopefully it will help anyone so but that's what I use to help me get to where I'm at right now so I applied and someone reached out to me by phone and I do believe the company that I the recruiting company that I worked for was um, Japan Link and again I'll put that in the description and it really helped me to get, it was a process. Oh my God. I really believe it took like eight months to get everything set up and everything going. I went through an relentless amount of phone interviews, um, Skype interviews. I had to do a, um, I forget the name of it. I think it's like hire, get higher Um, where you kind of like do a mock interview, like you record your interview process. A lot of companies use it. I had to do that first. And then I had to get my transcripts. I had to get my, I had to copy my degree, my certifications, have them sent over. And before I even got anything. So the recruiting process is that they take everything that they're asking for so you can get your uh, visa and they ship it over to the companies that are looking for teach, uh, teachers. And well, that's what happened. So I worked very closely with a recruiter and she guided me through the step-by-step process. I had to do a um, classroom interview And it was a three-part video, and I had to send that over. I had to send over my visa information for my landing permit. I had to send over all of my credentials. I had to send over um, a picture, which took, it was like three times before I got the picture right. But I had to send it over for my green card, my residential card here in Japan. And all my background check, I had to take care of that. And before I could submit anything, so you have to have a clean record, uh, no misdemeanors, no felonies. And once that was taken care of, I was ready to go. And they told me that um, after they send the information to Japan, to whomever is looking for teachers, it could take about mm, roughly three weeks. And for me, I have sent everything over in the winter. So this is like a late late December of 2018 and I really did not hear anything back from the company until maybe like mid, mid-January mid and now that I look back on it uh, that is one of their major holidays for um Christmas they don't celebrate Christmas here but they do have a week where they just take time to reflect on a new year and I was wondering what was taking so long and now that I'm here a year later I totally see what happened but I did get the okay you are higher we want you in January of 2019 and then I didn't hear anything <laughs> I didn't hear anything for months I, I say about two months I didn't hear anything. And I um, don't believe I heard back from them until maybe March of 2019. And at that time, I was just like, I give up. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they want me. What's going? On? And then once it happened, it happened expediently. It happened really quickly. And so they had the information. And then after that, um, I was no longer associated with the, the recruiting process because now they I have been officially hired by a company that needed teachers. And I was solely in the hands of the company. And I was definitely communicating um, almost daily by email or Skype to get everything going um, and get that taken care of. So that process, it just happened quick. I mean, quickly. So they got They were asking for the process for the visa and that took some time and it was really complicated and almost a little scary because that was my first really big visa that I've ever really obtained. And to be honest, a lot as much as I travel and as much as I do enjoy it. I really avoided a lot of the countries that you need a visa because I just did not understand the intricacy of what it takes to go through it and get it. But since I was going to be working and living, I definitely had to go through that. But it wasn't as scary as I thought. And it really wasn't as bad as I thought. And I'm super glad that I um, I live in the Midwest and the closest embassy was Chicago. And it's nothing to go there and get that taken care of. So that's exactly what I had to do. The information for my landing permit and my visa was FedEx. I keep saying FedEx, but I don't think that's the right one. It's another one, but it was really shipped overnight to me. And once I received that information, I had to go to Chicago to the closest embassy, get that taken care of, take another picture So that could be um, documented for the visa because the other picture that I needed prior was for the green card. Um, Once that was taken care of, they process everything in a week. So they want you to come back. And that's exactly what I had to do. I had to go back, pick it up and retrieve my passport, make sure everything was clear. And really, once I had that, they want to confirm that you have bought your plane ticket. I bought the plane ticket and I sent them the information. I wanted to confirm that my residency was good to go before I got there. It was. I felt good about it. I sent everything, all the information about when I was landing, and that's how it happened. And it just it happened like so fast once everything was kind of clear. So between March, April, and May, it was just super speedy. And it was like, okay, let's get your stuff. Let's get the, you know, the luggage and, you know, the bags ready because it's time to go. So those were my top three, I would say, or top four because I was introduced to Gaijin Pot about um, jobs that you can obtain here. Now, the company I worked for did not have a uh, travel reimbursement and the information as far as money that they want you to bring to get yourself set up here was not accurate. It was way off. But some companies do pay for your um, travel and they sometimes reimburse you for it. They also get you set up with a apartment and Some companies are just better than others, so I highly recommend that you look diligently for them. That's kind of one of the mistakes I didn't think of at the time was looking for companies that would do that. I was just super excited, and don't get me wrong, I'm still very grateful for it. It was just sometimes you just learn as you go, and I learned a lot by applying the methods that I needed, you know, to be here. And I really want to educate people when they decide they want to do this. Um a lot of things that I did not know. And I probably will do another um video on my YouTube channel. And I'm definitely gonna do another um podcast about the things that you truly need to do and know before you get here. Because no there was it was and as much as YouTube as I watched And it just did not prepare me enough for what I needed to do. I didn't have a stamp. I didn't have a SIM card. I didn't have a Japanese number. I didn't have any of those things. And it just it made it it made things a little difficult for me in the beginning, especially uh, in the transition phase of life, because you do you really need all that stuff. And it was not given to me during the teacher support that was supposed to be offered and it was not. So it made things really, really hard. But I persevered and I made it through. And I'm super glad for it because it was it was very difficult. However, yeah, I needed those things. And they really helped. But those were, and I'll recap again. So I, I highly recommend if you are trying to teach overseas anywhere. If you want Japan particularly, uh, I recommend Gaijin Pot that will tell you jobs, apartments, just central locations for anywhere in Japan that you want to work. I mean, if you want to work in Osaka, they got it. Um, Tokyo, Yokogawa, I mean, anything and anywhere in the country um, that you want to work for, you can just be very, very cautious and do do as much research as you can, because some companies, like I said, are better than others some lie about what they offer to you and it's not a scam it's just false advertisement so please be very aware of that situation because a lot of um foreigners a lot of people fall very victim to that and they don't know until it's too late and you could be in a contract and you don't have to um I don't want to say you don't have to fulfill the whole contract if you're not comfortable in the environment that the job said it was going to offer. And it did not. You do not have to stay your whole year or two years that they want you to stay. And I'm definitely going to do another podcast about that, uh, about contracts and how different that they are from the states because they are totally different. And just be careful about your apartment and the things that you, um, get into because generally most apartments want you to sign a two-year lease agreement and you don't have to have that. And that's one thing I do like about Jean Pot is that you don't need some uh, apartments and some jobs don't require you to have or sign a contract or sign a two-year agreement or a key money or just all these different things that they want from you, um, You can just go in and do what you got to do and live and work and try to make things as comfortable as possible for you and because it's difficult transitioning your life from where you were to a whole nother system so i highly recommend that um of course again i said you know indeed and indeed works both ways um internationally it works in the states and it works also in japan they have their own indeed where people go and get their jobs and other places. And again, with my recruiting company for um, Japan Link, they have a ton of jobs, not just teaching English, but in other variety of different marketing areas where you can just, and they pay really well, they pay really good. So I definitely look into that as well. Oh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> Definitely look into that because they have a lot of opportunity for growth and advancement and the opportunities are for everyone, no matter what your gender or race, they are there. And to be honest with you, being a minority, the opportunities that are presented here in Japan would not exist for you if you were back home. So I highly recommend that. It is a very peaceful it can be very peaceful, but once you just get over that hurdle, then everything else is kind of smooth sailing from there, and it was for me, I, it's just, the things that just were not communicated made it very difficult in the beginning, but once I got over that, I was good to go, and then I'm trying to think besides Gaijin Pot, and Indeed, uh, Japan Link, um, That was, oh, and and Glassdoor. Glassdoor was another good source for um, teaching overseas, and they have everything from everywhere, Korea, China, Japan. I'm trying to think where else. Um, Just all over. I mean, they have a plethora of different places where you can go, really good companies, and... Like I said, just do your research and see what's out there. But they are constantly hiring. It is a huge profit for teaching English really in the Asian countries, really all over. Because English is a hot commodity for um, tourism and marketing and making more money. So the more you learn and the more that is taught to them, the better for them. So it's, it's something that is something to really look into. Yeah. Um, I think it will definitely benefit anyone to just get out of what you feel you deem is normal, quote unquote, and just see another world outside of what you normally do. And it was good for me that I did because I had been teaching in the classroom for preschool for years and I was ready for a transition and I was ready for a change. And I'm really glad for it. As hard as it's been at times, it was totally worth it because I discovered many different facets um for what I want for myself going forward but if you're looking into that please check out what I have stated and again it'll be in the description for the many different opportunities for you to teach overseas and to really have a great experience being abroad and the shit you will learn will completely change your life and not so much being a teacher but just what it does to you I just cannot explain how I don't even know what it's like when I'm I'm going to go back home I'm very excited to go back home but it's just going to be different not waking up every day and hearing the sound of the train or hearing you know just the blaring (laughs) the blaring sound of the fire engines because I live next door to a fire station and across the street is a hospital so it's going to be very different not seeing Japanese every day and but I do have my videos and I have my memories and you know I'm really glad for that I'm very grateful for it so I'm really taking a lot of things and a lot of knowledge back so I highly recommend it it was so worth it but I definitely wanted to share this information with anyone who was interested because it is very vital for the things that you want to do to become great so I really appreciate anyone that takes the time to listen and learn and just be better and grow that's the whole purpose so and thank you so much for listening to Tish the Travel podcast. I hope you learn something from it. I hope you take something from it and apply it to your own life so you can learn, grow and discover and do the many things that you want to do in your life to make your life better. Until then, see you on the next one. Bye.